Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. What's good, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way podcast again. Today, we've got Zach, Nick, and Tanner back with you. We're going to be talking about kind of everything you need to know about how to get into cold weather camping and kind of some of our experiences with colder weather camping, which we definitely have um, more of an opportunity to do that here in Minnesota. So Zach and Tanner, how excited are you guys to talk about this kind of stuff? (laughs) I'm excited, but it's weird talking about it right now because like this whole week it's the first week in november and it's been in the 60s like it's been absurdly warm there was a couple days over 70 actually um so it's weird thinking that it should be like 10 or 20 degrees right now but it's snow on the ground and all that kind of stuff i'm I'm definitely really excited and Although it is warm, I'll take it while it lasts because yeah. we know after this yeah. week it's gonna be. I think even Sunday might drop down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll take it. Um, now most of our listeners right now are in the live in the Midwest, um, part of the U.S. So as you probably know, we already got a little taste of like that snow like last week, um, and there's probably more coming. Uh, but we thought this would be kind of a perfect time to teach you guys how to continue being able to camp even through winter in these colder months. Um, if that's something that you really enjoy doing. So maybe you guys listening have been camping before, you enjoy doing it when it's above 60 or 70. Um, But we're just kind of here to tell you that it's, we've had really good experiences camping when it's been negative a lot. I'm not sure if we, well, we probably got actual temperatures when we were there, but I don't remember exactly what they were. Um, Now, um, yeah, so right now we're just going to start with kind of some of our experiences that we've had. We've been on, a lot of stuff, especially in the St. John's area, um, the Arboretum kind of place has been, we've, we've had some luck, some success with building some Quincy's, which are just a people who people who aren't aware what a Quincy is. So an igloo is using blocks to make like a little snow shelter thing. A, a Quincy is when you just pile a bunch of snow up in a, in a pile, a big pile. Hopefully that's like four or five feet tall. No, I mean, as big as you that. want it. Yeah. Idea. Um, then you let it freeze for hopefully, like hopefully overnight. But whenever we've done them, we haven't really had enough time to do that. So um, you give or it, enough snow. Yeah, or enough <laughs> snow. So you give it a couple hours, and then you just dig it out, and that's what a Quincy is. It's just a big snow pile that you dig out, uh, and then you sleep in. Um, you probably made them unintentionally when you were a kid. Exactly. Yeah, when the snow piles would shove up all that snow, oh, yeah, and decide, like you best. just dig. Yeah. So you guys have probably made Quincy's before. You just haven't slept in it. <laughs> um, so. I would say that because we've done um, the tent camping in the in the winter and then in the Quincy, but I'll preface that by saying the tents we've gone in, I don't think at least that I've gone in haven't been in like four season tents. They've been in like warm weather tents, which are not yeah, ideal for that's what I've been. Stephen, yeah, because I've, works, I've done a four season tent. You have, okay. and it's it's definitely like a step up. Like it's not like. A canvas tent with a stove, but it's like a step Is that up. From, Hilberg, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hilberg tents are great for year-round camping. Do you want to talk about Zach about um, your brother Mitch's tent that he made with your grandma? Yeah, so I guess there's 
a couple different ways or there's a lot of different ways to winter camp and do all sorts of camping but um i think the main two that most people do are either using just like more traditional like either summer tents or more of like the four season tents um to do their winter camping or if they're doing more of like a base camp kind of setup where they're just going to have their tent in a spot for a while and then they're going to do like day trips or walk around then doing something like a canvas tent with like a big canvas tent right like they're usually yeah, pretty big they can be pretty small oh, they don't have to be okay. yeah. yeah um doing some type of like canvas tent with um a stove in it and then just using wood to heat the stove so it's basically like a little cabin that you can move around yeah um, yeah and so my brother mitchell he made one uh with my grandma my grandma is a really good um sewer seamstress seems Seam- that sounds better i don't know, I don't know. I don't know if that's right whatever but... it is she does a lot of sewing she's yep. really good at it um, <laughs> and mitchell wanted to make one rather than buy them because they're pretty expensive yeah um and so he got to work with my grandma on that which is kind of a cool thing for them to do together do you know what the most uh, expensive part of that like was it the stove or was it like all the material like is the canvas pretty expensive i don't i would guess that the stove was more expensive than the canvas but i don't okay. know they got sure. him on the stove so it worked out yeah, he did. Yeah. He did um, but yeah, so he made that, and I think he's used it a few times now, um, and really likes it. So. Yeah. How do you, have you? Do you know at all how long it, it takes him to set up? I don't. Is I mean, it like a is it a process or is it, is it pretty clean? Like, does it go up pretty easily? Like probably ten minutes. Okay. Oh, so oh, okay. I was yeah. like thirty. And the stove know. is sweet. I don't know. I remember him talking about it, but it's like obviously it heats up the tent and keeps you warm and stuff, but also you can cook. Yep, it's got a flat like top to it, so you stoke the wood in it, and then you can you cook just right on top That's of awesome. it. Well. Yeah. Awesome. So you so. can hop out of bed and just get with your cooking yeah. while you're still warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. Um, Tanner, do you want to talk about? I know you went on a. Did you guys do a little hiking too? Yeah. On that trip, do you uh-huh. want to talk about that trip up north? Yeah. So that was the first time I actually uh, got into cold weather camping or winter camping. Um, I think it was like January. Because we were in college, so it was okay. during our college break, I want to say. Oh, like winter break? Yeah, during yeah. our winter break. Um, and it was with one of my buddies that was on my uh, first year crew for the Voyager program, okay. uh, Carl Gorecki. Um, he's just an uh, like outdoor guy through and through. He would he went to Bemidji State, and I remember talking to him every weekend. He would go to Duluth, really? like drive over. And I think it's like a three-hour drive, I want to say, from Bemidji. Like It's not... It's not short. It's not short. It's, like two, it's at least two. It's, it's a commitment. It's yeah, between it's two and three. Two, yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. Um, but every weekend, no he way. would drive over there, and I would have like snap stories. Like I'd wake up on a Saturday morning at like 10 a.m. or something, or like 10:30, yeah. and he would have like mile 17. Like I was no sad, way. Like, you know, like mile 20. Yeah, he yeah. just like run marathon, like hike marathons, pretty much. No like, way, dude. Starting super. Yeah, he was awesome. So. Uh, so yes, one of my other good buddies, Sam Medvek, uh, he's been on the guest. Um, we went up to Duluth and met him, did some hiking around Bean Lake. I know that's kind of... Spirit been, Hiking uh, Trail. Yeah, it's getting, it? a little, okay, nice. yeah, it's getting to be more popular area, I think. Um, so we went on like a little day hike, probably took us a couple, two, three hours, but in the dead of winter, there was like feet like feet of snow on the ground. Yeah. Did you see other people there? No, we really? didn't see anybody. No. Do you have snowshoes or just boots? Nope, just boots. You're just ripping. Yeah, we just boots. <laughs> um, and we had like packs on our back and everything. We got down to the shore of Bean Lake and we set up camp, ate some food. And Sounds then, sick. Yeah, and then snuck in the tent. What, so what tent did you have? What kind of tent did you have? Was it a three season or four season? Do you know? I don't know. It, it was Carl's. It wasn't 
Good. Well, because <laughs> I was cold. Yeah. Well, so and the freezing. biggest, like the biggest thing with those tents is like the condensation, right? That's what it was. Okay. Yes. Hundred percent. So are the four season ones just like better at getting like the condensation out of there? I feel like that's what it'd be. Like they have more ventilation, so you can a little bit of that as well as I think the property of the tent just makes it a little bit more like Durable insulated. Or, or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. The material and I yeah. think the most important part is the temperature, obviously, yeah. when it comes to yeah. winter camping, because yeah. like you can be if you're not like I had to have so many clothes on, but then it gets to the point where if you get too hot then you're going to be way too hot and you're going to yeah. just not be able to sleep or, and then sweating if you're cold, yeah, sweating. And then if you get cold, like obviously that's not good. Like my face was freezing, but just finding that, like getting a good enough sleeping bag and obviously having a sleeping pad to put on the ground. So you're kind of, cause the ground is the coldest part, obviously. Yeah. And so while we talk about like the sleeping right now, because one, like in the, if you're doing some colder weather camping or hiking, if you're moving around, it's usually not too bad. Like you can have, like you're used to walking around when yeah, it's colder. For sure, and you for you sure. have layers on and take them off and on. But it's really like it's when you stop moving and lay down for the night. Uh-huh. I feel like for the most part, like that that would be the kicker for some people. It's like I would do it because I don't mind hiking in the snow. I don't mind backpacking. All that kind of stuff would be fun. But there's no way I would be comfortable yeah. sleeping in a tent in the middle when it's like negative 30 degrees. Like there's no way. So I guess I have a pretty good – couple stories that kind of, and they'll they'll be quick, but it's, so my first camp, my first cold weather camping experience was, I think we tried to build the Quincy and then it collapsed. So we ended up just using the backup tent that we had brought with. Um, That was the one we tried to make in like an hour. Yeah. So we just didn't give it enough time to freeze before we started hollowing it out. Um, And I'm trying to think, no, yeah. So the first, the very, I've been winter camping three times um, or cold weather camping kind of, these were all in winter. Um, the first time I just for sure underpacked and I had my summer sleeping bag with, so it was just tragic. I put my, I put my gloves on my feet so they wouldn't freeze. (laughs) And I just had like my arms curled up next to my chest. So I would be like, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. The second time I packed enough socks and clothes. So that would be, I had my same sleeping bag. Um, but I just packed way more like warm clothes. I could wear, excuse me, I could wear it in there, but I was sick. So my oh, throat geez. just felt like glass inside my throat. So it was just, so I didn't sleep at all then. So like, gosh, this has been like, cause we were hanging out by the fire before, like both those times and like having a good time hiking and stuff. And then I laid down and I was like, this is the worst. So then my third time winter camping, we actually built a successful Quincy. Um, and I'll have a picture of it uh, on the Instagram post. Ooh, yeah. yeah, we have a cool picture. So on on our Instagram post that I'll make for this podcast, I'll throw it up there. So if you don't want to go check us out on Instagram, you'll see kind of the setup we had for this cold weather camping experience. Um, but Zach and Mitch worked for what was the the outdoor outdoor leadership center? The outdoor leadership center, which is I mean, you can just rent stuff like students at St. John's or St. Ben's could rent stuff. Yeah. Um, to use. And did you guys win some sort of competition and you got like free? Yeah, we talked about this in a previous episode. We basically won like some outdoor challenge for universities. Yeah, North Face was like a big sponsor. So we got a bunch of like hiking packs, um, sleeping bags, like other stuff. Nice. That North Face brand. Yeah. So this third one, this third time or cold weather camping, it was uh, Zach's brother, Mitch, my brother, Tanner and I's brother, Brady and I were in the Quincy. Tanner was out in the snow and Zach was out on the ground. Um, but we got uh, sleeping bags from like from that you could rent from the 
um, the outdoor, that whatever it was. And they were like winter sleeping bags. And I was, I think I slept in my underwear like the whole night and I was perfect. Like it hundred percent made a difference. And I think the Quincy did too. Like it was nice cause the Quincy super insulated. So like we were, we were hot sleeping in there. Like by the time, cause it was three guys pretty scrunched together. Like it wasn't a giant Quincy. Um, so that for me was like, I actually got sleep that night, like a, a good sleep. So then after, excuse me, after that night of cold weather camping, I was like, yeah, this is way more doable, doable. It's like if you had, could either build a Quincy or like have some sort of winter tent that you could have a fire going or a stove or something like that. Plus that winter sleeping bag, that was like game changing. Also part of the Quincy, I don't know if it's super important, but I just remembered that we forgot to mention it like lighting a candle inside after you hollow it all out oh. right does that help with the freezing process yeah so like it melts basically like the inner snow just a little bit like it gives off like the little bit of heat it almost. yeah then you take it out and then it like freezes and it yeah. glazes it yeah also important is to have an, a ventilation hole or a couple oh, yeah or a couple of ventilation yeah. holes in the quincy um i don't is that just for ventilation more or is it like for breathing yeah ventilation and condensation yeah as yeah, well. yeah okay um, we should just dive into a breakdown, like the, since we're on the sleeping subject, just yep, break yep. down like the gear for that. So Tanner mentioned it already, but sleeping pads are essential for yeah. winter you, you camping. Need them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I know some people will do like a, a closed cell, um, sleeping pad. So like the, like a yoga mat basically okay. kind of thing. Could you um, use the yoga mat if people are like kind of on a budget and they want to yeah, do this? Yeah. That would probably work. I, I have used them before. Have you? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So like a, like a, a closed cell pad of some sorts, like a yoga mat is kind of like a good example of what that looks like. You can buy like actual ones. Like Thermarest is a good brand that sells some gotcha. good ones. Um, and then the other kind is like the inflatable ones um, yeah. that you can use. And so those are nice because they give you like an inch or maybe even more off of the ground. Nice. Um, but it's even better if you can put like the closed cell one on the ground and then put the inflatable one on, oh, top, on top of that. Of that. I yeah. think Mitch has done that a couple of times, hasn't he? Or you probably yeah. have too. Yeah. yeah. So that just gives you like a couple inches off of the ground. Um, and so it's significantly warmer. Like if you put something, if you just try laying on the ground It'll for like a minute the and then you just, yeah. And then you go on a sleeping pad, you'll easily tell the difference because just it's pulling all the heat out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we talked about sleeping bags a little bit. Nick talked about the summer sleeping bag versus like a winter sleeping bag. So they have like a rating system. Um, so if you're looking online or if you're looking at the sleeping bag that you have, um, on a tag somewhere, it'll probably say like 20 degree or 15 or zero what degree. degree. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So basically what that means is like, it should be comfortable up to that temperature basically. Yeah. So your summer ones are probably going to be around 30 or 40 or 20 to 30, something like that. Yeah. And the winter ones can get down. Can they get, they have like negative ones? Those are like zero to like negative 40 or yeah. like they go really far down. But um, yeah, but if you're on like a budget, like um, you don't have like a zero or lower sleeping bag, what you can also do, and I've also done this and it works really well. Two things you can do is if you have like two sleeping bags. Oh, nice. Like yep. if you're not going very far or something or you yeah. have a sled or something that you're going to carry, putting um maybe like a, a thinner one as like the outer one and then your heavier duty one on the inside gotcha. to just have like double insulation yep. um and then the other thing you could do is also like if you have like a 15 or 20 degree sleeping bag you can also go to stores just about any like outdoor store that sells camping gear should have it and that's a liner so you can get those in different degrees it's basically like a 
inner shell to a sleeping bag. Gotcha. And it's like different degrees. So you could buy like a 20 degree, um, 30, 40, whatever. And, and so probably it's probably not that like big either, right? They, they, no, they yeah. They're down pretty small. Yep, they're really small. And so it's essentially just like a, a sheet of different thickness based off of what degree you need that you just stick inside your sleeping bag to give you like an extra layer. It's yeah. like a blanket basically that's in a, the nice. shape of a sleeping bag. Yeah. And, and kind of like we said before is um, it doesn't hurt. Like it'll be definitely worth your weight to just pack an extra pair of socks an extra pair of sweatpants, and obviously depending on how cold it's going to be. Um, if you're in the kind of like the colder months of fall and spring, like you can probably get away with like nothing crazy, like just packing a couple like warmer, um, as long as you have a sleeping pad. I'll, I will reiterate that. There's, so we were up in the Boundary Waters one year. I think it was late May, wasn't it? Who was? I don't, I wasn't there. And there's was that blizzard. Were either of you? Like, I was gone. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So I think it was, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was May. So it was like kind of like just getting into the spring and it was still pretty cold, but like the weather looked pretty good. Um, and when you're in the boundary waters, I think, I feel like there's a pretty, like if you want to go early in the season, there won't be as many bugs cause it'll be a little bit colder, but the water will be cold. It's like for bathing and stuff. But if you go later in the summer, the water is super nice like to bathe in and stuff, but you're going to get swarmed with more bugs. Yeah. So it's kind of like pick your poison. There. And it's like way more packed too than Exactly. Yes. So, so we went in May, like pretty early. Um, knowing there would be fewer bugs, fewer people. So like, okay, cool. Like, let's get it. Not planning at all for definitely <laughs> snow. First day we get out there and it's, it's like kind of chilly, but it's not too bad. And it was raining just a little bit. So like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. But like we had kind of a long, we were planning on, um, paddling and portaging quite a while, like to get into a, a nice campsite, like probably three or four lakes down. So a pretty full day. All of a sudden, halfway through the day, it starts snowing. And we're like, what is going on? Like it was, it was May. And we're like, this is absurd. So we, just, we took pictures, obviously, because like nobody's gonna believe us. But nobody had packed for that. Like it was, it was probably at least twenty degrees, and it was snowing, and everybody was so cold. <laughs> this is the story I tell people because uh, Mitchell's not gonna like me saying this, but we were, <laughs> we were just getting done with. I think we had portaged onto this lake. It was a pretty small lake, so we just had a quick paddle across it. And then as we were unloading, people were portaging. Mitchell's in the front. And before he grabbed his stuff, people were porging past him and he was peeing on his hands because <laughs> he was so cold that he was peeing that's on his disgusting. hands. disgusting. I couldn't feel him because like you were, you're just, and that's, that's when like the water feels warm because it was yeah. like so cold. Yeah. And that's when you just stick his hands in the water. Yeah. I don't freaking know, dude. So it was, so Mitchell was well, peeing like, on his hands. It, and, it feels warm, but you know it's not yes, warm. It's no, not it's, good for oh you. my gosh. It was tragic. So we ended up getting, and it was like raining and sleeting and it was just so, it was, Awful. Nobody was prepared for it. So we ended up getting to camp, finally put the tarp up, kind of changed into some dry clothes, um, and then just went straight for our sleeping bags. But this this is kind of like the the plug for those sleeping pads is two of the guys on our on our little crew that we had, it was six of us, two of the guys didn't have sleeping pads and the rest of us did. So we woke up, we were all like we were all cuddled in, like we were all like we woke up totally fine. Like we were dry, we were warm, like everything was good. These two people woke up and like hadn't slept a wink. Let's well, say so they didn't wake up. They hadn't slept a wink and they were still like shivering. Like they were freezing because they were sleeping on the ground and they weren't, they didn't have those inch or two. Yeah, it's of insane. That's crazy. Yes. So even well, on, are you, are you done? Well, no, what we ended up doing, if you guys ever get a pinch like this, Mitchell had, Zach's brother had two sleeping pads, of course. So, <laughs> so, he took, uh, so he gave us one. You had two sleeping bags this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't make that joke. 
Um, so we took one of Mitchell's and then mine and we just did them um, horizontal. So like we could have our, like at least our upper bodies on them. So then three of us slept like with our upper bodies on two of them flipped horizontally. How long did it take for Mitchell to give up the, the second pretty, one? Pretty quick. Yeah, it was quick. Especially because like after those two woke up from their like nap that they didn't get, they were still like, like, dude, we're like, we're freezing. Like, well, this is not okay. Like we're yeah. way too cold. Um, so yeah, that was just a kind of, and, and they were, they were used to not camping with sleeping pads. We've gotten, our group has gotten a little bit used to bringing them just cause it, I mean, it gives you that much more comfort and it's worth it. Um, but I would highly recommend if you think that you like, you're tough enough to not sleep on a sleeping pad, like when it's in like cold weather camping, like you're going to find out in five minutes that you won't sleep. Yeah. You will not sleep. So um, as far as that, what can you guys think of any other like gear, any extra gears? Like this is, this is going off of like, assuming you guys kind of have a good, cause we did do a how to camping podcast. So if you guys want to kind of a full gear list for the camping um, specifically, you can go back to that. So this gear is just kind of like extra stuff on top of that, that you would bring if you're doing colder weather camping. I think a good thing to also point out with like sleeping as well as just like general comfort while you're winter camping is like, two things just staying warm and dry and dry being like a big part of that it's like if you're outside in the snow and maybe it's like sleet or something and all your clothes are getting wet and then you have to go sleep in wet clothes in your sleeping bag it's just going to be more miserable so always making sure you have like an extra pair of dry clothes or if it is like raining or sleeting or snowing whatever that you have even like rain pants and rain jackets in snow are oh, fantastic call. for I didn't it. Even think about that. And if you think about it too, like rain gear is meant to keep water out. Yep. And so it doesn't breathe super well. And so it also keeps your heat in oh, really well good call. as well. Um, and one thing that I've also done to um, help me sleep a little bit better if it's like really cold. And I think we talked about this in one of our oh, other yeah. episodes was like right before I go to bed, like my water bottle. I'll boil water on the stove or whatever, and then I'll put it into the um, water bottle, and then I'll sleep with it, like either like on my chest, like hugging it, or like between my legs or down by my feet somewhere. Nice, nice. And like the more water bottles you have to do that, the better. Yeah. Um, and then that way your water also doesn't freeze at night. Um, if you aren't gonna do that, another thing to just like make sure your water doesn't freeze is if you actually like dig a hole in the snow. Yep. And then bury it. We talked about how good snow is as like an insulator. Yeah, yeah. So if you bury it in the snow, it'll not freeze. Sick. Okay. So like now that you yeah. said that, we that's what we did when uh, on Bean Lake with when I was Carl saying we had the like three or four water bottles. We heated some water and put it in that. Makes you guys use stoves difference. or fires? Ah, uh, stove. Stoves. Okay. Yeah. And also like in a tent, if you're using like a summer tent or four season, just like any like traditional kind of tent, I'd also recommend like having a good portion of like the top parts of the doors open yes. for the ventilation as part. much ventilation as you can get yeah because yeah. otherwise you'll wake up and your sleeping bags will be super wet as well as the inside of the tent so that just kind of eliminates that condensation and it'll keep your stuff dry which we just talked about as being a very important thing yeah. to your comfort and warmth while you're winter camping i didn't know that the ventilation is what huge because we were soaked in the morning yeah so you just didn't have any yeah which is tough because like you want to put the rain fly up but a lot of those tents are like they don't really care too much about condensation when it's like when you're in the warmer when you're in the warmer months so yeah i feel like it'd be tired as ventilation 
Because right. otherwise, there's the cold air on the outside and yeah. then the warm air on the uh, inside, and then okay. it just condenses right on like the inner walls so of the tent. So you want to be the inside of the tent to be like cold. Yeah, about and the same kind of temperature. Yeah, and then just have your sleeping bag and sleeping pad so you're warm enough. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so it's not too bad. But I guess that would probably be going back to since you guys were using stoves, that would probably be another thing that you would. Oh yeah. Pretty much. Have. You don't want to have to start a fire. Yeah, because I mean, you could. You can. You can start could. fires in the winter. Yeah, but you um, want a backup plan months, for sure. If you're yeah. gonna fire, probably plan on bringing a stove anyway, just because. Yeah, and I just got, and that's the same thing. That's the thing <coughs> with with the food is you can be like, um, you can be smart enough about it that you really only need like hot water. Yeah, so that's what we like, did. Yeah, so you don't need to cook stuff. You just need hot water that will help you cook Forgot stuff. Forgot the mountain houses. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you were kind of going off of? Well, yeah, that and like what a, else would you just need? Well, water? Oatmeal. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Some of that, like some of the we talked about stuff. food. Yeah. 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 So I think so. We talked about this also in one of our last podcasts a little bit. We touched on it with the the snow when we were hiking. Oh yeah. But like as far as like another way to keep yourself warm that not a lot of people think about, I guess, is like having your body like work while you're sleeping, basically like oh. creating that energy, like breaking down your food so like if you eat a bunch of food like right before you go to bed your body is going to be working hard to like burn off that energy it, yeah. yeah which so, is not good right you want that really yeah um i think it, yeah I, I think that would help i'm just I thought that, but like i thought that focused your blood on breaking down your food so then it wasn't i guess i should specify like things like carbs where it's like the prolonged like energy yeah. oh, okay. thing. Oh, so okay. like pastas and like yeah. that kind of but stuff but you're right tanner you shouldn't like it's and that's for your brain more like for like just getting the most out of your sleep if you eat right before bed then yeah. i think a lot of some of the this could just be all nonsense. yeah we're just dumb and we're just getting <laughs> we're just getting out of here but, but like right. i do know like if you do wake up in like the middle of the night or it's like two or three and you're cold some things that will help is like if you eat if you're like a candy bar or something yeah, like yeah. that like that'll help kind of keep just get that, that going keep yeah. the furnace going a little bit yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, that's another thing, I guess. Just take cold showers yeah, there every you day. Go. And then <laughs> oh, God. You don't need a sleeping pad or a sleeping bag even. Yeah, there you, you go. You just are the first. swim off it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, okay, so the stoves would be definitely a good thing. Sleeping pad is a must. Uh, you can get you can get away with not having a crazy warm sleeping bag, especially if you have two like combined. But if, if you want to get into any like high, cold weather hiking and camping, you're probably like you're not gonna want to carry two sleeping bags, so you're either gonna have to get like a shell, or if you're bringing or like a like spend the money to get a nice winter sleeping bag, so you're only carrying one instead of two. Um, but yeah, other than that, be creative. Yeah, Eat exactly. Water yeah. bottles. Yeah. Um, make sure you're ventilated. We Warm also, drinks is a good. Yes, that's what I was, I was just gonna go there. Um, the last couple times, I feel like, well, Tanner, you guys went on like a hiking. Yeah. Like yeah, so you guys did more hiking with with the winter um, camping too. All the trips that I've been on or just, just little hiking or cold weather camping nights have just been like hike in like 15, 20 minutes in the night. So like you can yeah. just carry everything you want and like there's stores right there. But we've also brought, um, like made a point to bring like pots and we start a fire sometimes or just use stoves um, to heat up water and then just have like hot beverages while you're hanging out. That definitely helps. The nice thing with winter camping is you obviously have the snow to use at, to your advantage. So you're going somewhere that's like a decent ways off if you have a sled putting like all your stuff in a sled oh, yeah, yeah. and then if you have like a harness of some sort you can hook it to so you can kind of be hands-free depending on if you're like 
I guess ways that you can kind of travel, we can touch on are like snowshoeing, skiing, yep. just walking. If you know That's somebody cool. who has snowshoes and you know you're going someplace with a lot of snow, that would definitely save you a lot of like energy. And it's just there. fun. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And then, yeah, if you have some type of sled, you can either pull behind or hook up to you in some way so you can just kind of walk hands-free. It's a good way to pull out a lot of that gear because it is a little bit bulkier and you need a little bit more than what you'd probably need on a summer trip. Yeah. Um, Except uh, if you're Fred Rupp. What? Well, I just wanted that. I just wanted to transition a little bit because I wanted to. Are you done? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I just want. I remembered one the crazy story because we were talking about like crazy stories. But oh, when I, we were going on the. Okay. Uh, when I was going on one of my Voyager trips, I was just like up by the bus with him, and you're just like kind of talking late night as he's driving, keeping and him awake. Fred, Fred is the founder of the yeah. Lay Voyager program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that kind of reminded me, like you said, you need a bunch of stuff or whatever. But he would tell me of stories of him and his buddies in high school. They would have contests, and it would be like the hundred degree contest. I think it was. I don't know what it was called. Whatever. But the goal was to get to 100 degrees, like negative 100 degrees. So whenever you go camping or sleep, it was just sleeping in a sleeping bag outside. That's what it was. Like he didn't so bring any of that extra stuff. It wasn't in a tent? He just went, no, he just went in a sleeping no bag. No condensation though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right, no condensation. He's thinking. That's the ultimate ventilation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he would just go outside in his sleeping bag and whatever temperature it was outside, like if it would have to be below zero. So like, let's say it's negative 15. Okay. Then you get 15 points. How? And the first one to a hundred wins night, the whole night. You just stayed out there the whole night. But, yeah, the whole night. Dude. And then the first one to a hundred wins. So like, what the if heck? it's like minus forty, yeah, you could go out there and you get forty points for yourself or whatever. Dude. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. You lose two toes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you get a bunch more points. Yeah, oh so that's gosh. what winter camping used to be like back in the old days, what I guess. The heck. I think a good place for like if anybody's just trying to get into the cold weather camping right now is like the perfect time. Yes. Well, not this week because it's more like summer camping this week. Next couple days, though. Yeah. Yeah, so like in the fall, the gr- fall or Once spring. Once this will be posted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fall or spring, um, when the temperature is kind of transitioning, at least here in like Minnesota or the Midwest, like you can kind of test the waters with it. Like try going out when it's going to be like 40 degrees at night and then maybe when it's 20 degrees at night and kind of work your way lower and lower and just kind of see where like the temperature range that you're comfortable with. And also, like your first time, maybe try just doing it in your backyard or if there's like a local campsite or place you can go camping where you can kind of park and then just walk a little ways to it. Yeah. So you don't have to get extravagant with it and do like a multi-day trip. But there's a reason that we like continue to do it is because we love camping like in in when it's warm. Um, And you some good friends. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was going to say, don't you think that... We've all had the bad experience winter camping. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, my yeah. first one, yeah, it was my first was two freezing. were tragic. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it was just the sleeping part. Like everything yeah, exactly. leading up to exactly. the sleeping just part was good, sleep. but the sleeping part is yeah. Important. But if you just kind of follow, like, just the, even like the the learn from our mistakes. So if you just have like a hot water bottle and make sure you pack enough clothes and maybe combine a couple sleeping bags or do whatever you got to do. Um, whatever you got to do to stay dry and warm. Yeah, like then then you like don't worry about the sleeping part. Um, yeah. And then the rest of it's just kind of like camping with your friends. Uh-huh. So if, if you enjoy, definitely, I'd say this podcast is for people who, well, it's for everybody. But if you like really enjoy camping and you've been thinking about getting out there, it's it's a completely different experience. But it's like the same the same memories, same friends, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a blast. Um, I want to quick touch on the clothing aspect real quick because I know we were touching on gear that's maybe a little different. Yep. And so as far as like clothing... 
the way that I would like approach um, dressing in cold weather is like making sure we'll start from like the base, wearing base layers. So if you have oh, like, yeah. um, like what's the material? You can even do like Under Armour base layer, like yeah, the, yeah, like yeah, cold yeah. gear kind of stuff. Yeah, like yeah. long john. Well, there's kind like of wicker stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of brands, but like the tight. I don't know what the material is. Polyester like, usually, I think. Yeah, polyester. Yeah. Um, so it dries quick, but it's like tight to your body. Um, so like a top and a bottom for that. And then like a pair of like liner socks where you can kind of have like a thicker, warmer pair over them. Yep. Um, and then on top of your base layers, wearing like a sweater and maybe like a, a pair of like, if you have like sweatpants or, um, or not rain like pants, if you want to keep dry. Yeah. Or, gonna be I'll probably put the rain pants as like the outer shell. Part yes, of it. Yep, but yep, like, yep. so like having a base layer, some like mid layer pants, or like if you have like camping pants, like zip offs or something like that. And then, um, well, probably not zip offs. You don't need shorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like some type of long pants that you'd wear like camping or you don't really mind them. Um, getting scraped up or yeah. dirty or anything. And then, like that. and then having like the outer, um, like shell of like rain pants or snow pants. And then for the top part, having your base layer, maybe like a sweater or a sweatshirt of some sort. And then your like winter jacket with maybe like a rain jacket as a shell over that to keep you dry. And then as far as like gloves, having like finger gloves. So like if it is like really cold, you can still take your hand out and like be functional with like having the finger part, but you still have gloves on. Yeah. Um, and then on top of those, having like a pair of like, we call them choppers. I don't Nobody know. Nobody else calls them. I don't know what the heck they're yeah. called. They're like, like mittens. mittens. Yeah. yeah. Big furry mittens. We're like, yeah. we're like Sometimes. your fingers are together yeah, except for your so. thumb. Yeah. Um, people so don't know what can, a is. They just don't know what a chopper is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so those are good. So you got like the two layers yeah. of that. And then I always just bring a winter hat, obviously. And then, one thing that I really like to bring is like a buff as like a face mask oh, kind so of thing. Like a, or a gator or yeah. like a neck, yeah. a neck and it also circle thing. works really well that I've found like when I'm sleeping, I have my like mummy style sleeping bag. So you have oh, like the yeah. hood part yeah, and yeah. you cinch it nice and tight. Yeah. And one thing that I really don't like about cold weather is my, when my nose gets cold. Mm-hmm. And so what I found works really well is since you can breathe well through buffs, like to put it over my face. Oh, so just so I can still breathe, but just it COVID-19 keeps like that thing. Just throw yeah. it up there and yeah, because okay. I can still I breathe well. Yeah, and it keeps my nose warm. Um, and so I would not be able to sleep like that. That was the that's just for me. That yeah. was like my only negative to that. The St. John's that was my second time going, and it was like way better. I actually got sleep, but like you said, it was like my nose and my like the very because you have that mummy sleeping bag and yeah. your face just is still gets pretty cold, but. Yeah. So that's a good idea. And then you also bring hand warmers too if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be if you're super worried about it. But I also, the only thing I was going to say about the clothing kind of thing is I'm pretty sure they say that if you're going to be like hiking, you wear like one layer less. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you're going to start, even if you like, you feel kind of cold getting out there, once you start moving around and walking, yeah. you're going to start sweating. Because and- once you start sweating, that's when it's really bad because yeah. then you're going to get really cold you're gonna go from one extreme to the other much faster because that cold air like as soon as you stop it's just gonna wick away all that moisture and then you're just gonna lose that heat that much faster um and then also just making sure boots that you have boots that'll keep your feet dry um so as you're walking through snow or whatever um maybe the first time you go maybe try to just avoid the whole concept of like doing it on ice or traveling on ice we can maybe touch on that in a future episode oh, and like yeah. the safety precautions with that um stick to land yeah yeah <laughs> just a lot safer and you don't have to worry about 
falling in and hypothermia. Yeah, don't do that. No, so okay, no. so for we're gonna preface this this or not preface, but this uh, podcast by saying we did not tell you to go <laughs> on the lake, stay on the land. Um, but yeah, cool. That was kind of just a, a quick touch on kind of cold weather camping and some of our experiences. If you guys do want like a way more involved podcast and kind of like a, a very specific how to get into it. Um, we can definitely do that if people reach out to us and are interested in that kind of stuff. But um, we love just kind of reminiscing and talking about all of our old trips like this. And we're looking forward to being able to doing this kind of stuff in the next couple of months. So I was going to talk about it, kind of get a refresher. So thanks for uh, tuning in guys and God bless. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way podcast. Follow us on social media at the Voyager Way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.